1: Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aide, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight
0: podcast. Hi everyone. Hi Aide. Hi, Tane. Welcome to episode six, everybody. It's uh it's a great week. I'm being sarcastic. I'm a little under the weather, but you know, nothing was gonna stop us from recording. How are you?
1: I'm good. As I mentioned last week, I'm in the middle of moving and I thought about like, should we skip this episode? Cause I will be right in the middle of moving. And <laughs> as the events unfolded, I was like, Oh, we made the right decision. No matter, no, matter, <laughs> no, matter how, no matter how difficult it was to get this done this week in the middle of moving, it was well, well worth it. And thank you to Tane and her husband for coming
0: over and helping me move. <laughs> It, it was a win-win situation. I made off nice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if anybody has come to my house the past week, I'm like, here, take this, here, take this. You, do you want
0: this? Do you want that? <laughs> it was it was it was a it was a good gift bag. <laughs> but yeah, this would have been a terrible episode to miss because what in the fuckery was that? <laughs> <laughs> you know how when wow. you're watching
1: something. And you're like, am I over? I'm like, this might be the episode that if someone had never
0: watched maths, watch this one. Yeah, except it might come out and question your sanity. Like, is this what you do <laughs> every week? Like, what is this? Did I lose brain cells because I just questioned every second? Listen, if anyone is in doubt, we're talking about Alyssa because that conversation gave me a headache. That might be why I have a headache today because over and over and over again, she was saying gibberish the entire time as far as I'm concerned so but we'll it's get not, into it
1: it's not representative of the show so that's why I probably couldn't tell someone like this is a classic maths episode because it was the Alyssa and Chris show and there's five couples not just the two of them I, I mean mm-hmm. other things happened with the other couples but it didn't matter because it was just them and it's not representative because you know what they're doing is not what the show is about but it was very
0: entertaining you keep saying that but every time i see them i'm like when can we vote them off the show but okay we'll get into that but do we have any housekeeping that we need to let the people know first um
1: yes and guys we're so excited we're gonna go on is this real life with mandy slutsker uh this week and we're gonna talk about bravo with mandy yeah, so
0: exciting. Like, we just get to talk about Housewives. So it's a detour from MAPS. But for those of you who watch MAPS and also watch the Bravo shows, check us out. We're going to post it online on our social media so you know where to find it. Exciting.
3: Yeah.
1: And then also on our Patreon next week, we will, as usual, have After Party from this week. And then we're also Love is Blind is back, y'all. Um, Love is Blind shares a production company with Married at First Sight. So we, and it's just, you know, it's a great show. So that's why we're going to cover it. So we will be covering the first five episodes next week and it'll be up on our Patreon.
0: Yes. And we will cover, you know, the rest of the season as it is being released. A lot of you guys requested or have requested for us to cover Love is Blind. So I hope you're just as excited as we are to cover it. It's been like two years now. It really has. the first season. It's like the mark of COVID and maybe hopefully marking the end of covid too <laughs>
1: maybe maybe <laughs> kinetic and others posted this week that they are casting season 16 in nashville i'm glad they're going to a city we haven't gone to before
3: mm-hmm. uh
1: i this is also the last i think of the last renewal so next show that is going to air is san diego and then nashville And then we need to wait, I guess, for them to be picked up again to find out where the next city would be.
0: Then we find out if we get three seasons in one year, if we go back to once a year.
1: They will never (laughs) go back to once a year. (laughs) I'm willing to bet money. They will never go back to once a year. It'll be two a year. It might actually not be bad if they did three a year and did shorter seasons.
0: Oh, my God. No, (laughs) take that back.
1: (laughs) We asked you guys to send us your questions. And this week's question of the week is basically about us matching past contestants of previous seasons.
0: So, Tane, who from previous seasons would you match together? So, before I tell you who my first uh, matchup is, my kind of criteria were people who had a sucky go. Um, at the show. I don't know if that's a given, but that's kind of like where my head was at. My first was a Derek from DC. I would pair up with Kate from Philly. That's a good one. And I also
1: agree with you that the doing like, if you're happily married, why am I going to try to rematch you? <laughs>
0: <So>. <laughs> Cause he had a second person, the second match, the second soulmate. <laughs> but yeah, I matched them together because I think they're, they're two people who seem sweet, but just not sweet. They also know how to have fun. And I just think Kate just had the worst luck. And so did Derek. Derek was matched with Alyssa's cousin, um, Katie. <laughs> They're not actual cousins. I just mean cousins in behavior. And he just, you know, couldn't get anything right. And I think two of them together would have been such a sweet love story for us to watch. Because they were there for the right reasons. Who's your first matchup? Um,
1: I'm gonna go with, uh, Derek and Virginia. (laughs) What? (laughs) And then I remembered her partying ways. Cause I, you know, while Virginia was known for the drinking and the whatever, I just think Mm -hmm. she was like a sweet person, young, fun loving. And I just thought she and Derek would have been a good match. She's a very like giving kind person. I I definitely think they would have better been a better match than old man Eric. Um, so
0: I, I thought they had a similar vibe you know what now that it's settled it's not exactly as outrageous as I heard it when you first said it because part of why Virginia and Eric didn't work is just they were just not right for each other so Derek might have brought out like the good things that like my first thought is to say Virginia didn't want to settle down but she also had like the wrong person who's not encouraging her to settle down so Derek might have brought that out in her so not bad not bad
1: Something that I ran into when doing this, because I would think to myself, like, they were 26 when the show aired, but their seasons might be four years apart, in which case one might be 26 now, and one might be 30 now. And I was like, I couldn't do the math. <laughs> so I just assumed that all these things happened at the same time, because this is a completely theoretical exercise. <laughs>
0: <laughs> who was your second match? Um, Still staying in the D.C. area, it would have been Mindy, as you remember, who had a terrible run with Zach. And Dave from Dallas. And why? Why? Um, I don't think I have any concrete reason for this, <laughs> but didn't Dave want a brunette? He sure did. <laughs> so <laughs> um, Mindy's a brunette and Mindy was sweet. And Mindy has not, to my knowledge, slept with any of Dave's friends. So they would have been a good match. I think Dave was there. He was just turned off. And I, my theory has always been like, he just never recovered from Amber dating somebody he knew. Um, And I think they would have just gelled and had things in common. They were in the same wavelength, I think.
1: I think it's so funny that we keep on matching the same people. Because I matched (laughs) Mindy with Henry from New Orleans. (laughs)
0: Honestly, Mindy would get along with a lot of people, to be fair. She would. Specifically for Henry, because he wanted someone like small and petite. (laughs) That was
1: like a thing. Um, And I think that her version of extrovertedness might have been a good match for Henry's introvertedness
0: wait are we thinking Mindy is small and petite in my mind she was tall that's so funny in my mind she was small and petite she was the ice skater yeah hmm. ice skater small
1: and petite oh okay cool talking of ice skating remember when we talked about Mindy and figure sk- skating in Mexico
3: mm-hmm. and I
1: dropped there was a Mexican figure skater who was going to go to the Olympics mm-hmm he went to the Olympics and he did such a great job. It was a heartwarming moment. Apparently, everybody in Mexico and everybody in Latin America is paying attention to him. Competition's over now, but he really made a mark. His name is Donovan Carrio. I
0: saw all takes on that.
3: Um,
0: back to the topic at hand. <laughs> I was <laughs> trying to, no, sorry. I was trying to throw it like this is it, living in your world and the things that you care about. And I was trying to be supportive, but then I went blank. <laughs> I'm sorry, I am here and I'm supporting, but no, I still said that and it was nice. Okay, back to this. My third matchup was Paige and Keith. Because... What? Do not laugh. <laughs> I'm only laughing because we kept on matching the same people. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Paige and Keith, because, again, Paige is a, is another Mindy. I think all she wanted was someone who was willing and should have made it work. And Keith seems easygoing. And honestly, again, now that we know what he's like on social media, I think Paige would have been good for him. I think Paige is like a fun-loving extrovert and we would have kind of drawn him out. And it would have been a good balance and he wouldn't have had the stress of being with a virgin because he didn't want one. He didn't want to do that. Not because he's a bad person. It's just his personal choice. Who was your third? I also matched Keith, but I matched him with
1: Amber from the same season, Charlotte. Amber wanted a a tall black guy.
0: So they gave him, they gave her a tall white guy with a black <laughs> sense. <laughs> that should do. They didn't know back then,
1: you know. They've just learned in recent seasons that people can actually marry outside their race. <laughs> this woman said, "I thought Idris Elba would be at the end of the aisle." Now Keith is not Idris Elba. <laughs> he is the Idris Elba of mouse but, but... <laughs> he's he's very attractive. I re- I actually know that. I'm like, why did those two date? Like, Amber's a lot. She's, like, very outgoing and stuff. And Keith yeah. is kind of more chill. But they kind of mm. do have that same sort of hippie vibe.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. They're both still single. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. Did you have any bonus matches? I did have a bonus
1: match. <laughs> okay. Also, like, because we only match the same people, despite having a huge pool. Um, <laughs> I matched Dallas Amber with Eric from uh, ah. at- Atlanta because they both had this like um, wanting to be settled, wanting to like. You know, I actually think she wouldn't have minded kind of his old fashionedness.
0: I think that would have worked for her. Yeah, they both had biological clocks ticking. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Do you have a bonus bonus match? Oh, sorry. Yes, I have a bonus. My bonus was Clara with Trey. Yes, another interracial relationship, regardless of what Ryan said. Because, again, it's just a vibe and an energy type situation. He's not racially ambiguous. Like, he's obviously biracial. But that's her preference. And he's open to anyone. And I thought they would have uh, worked out well. I will mention, though, that people have been saying how Alyssa would have been well-matched with Ryan from Houston. What do you think about that? (laughs) The country part? (laughs) I guess. Oh, man. There's been a lot of comments. I think the issue is people are saying this, that Alyssa thinks she's uh, prettier than she is and thinks that she deserves someone on a different level. And I don't know how much this... (laughs) I think I she's th- pretty. I, I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to stop your
1: tracks. <laughs> it, it's no, very uh, hard to think of someone as pretty when they act that ugly. Um, and that's... all of their facial expressions aren't <laughs> the ones like that rooting? would uh, uh, make you think, oh, that, that person's attractive.
0: Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Tane, what's happening on social media? On social media. So, um, Dave Norton, who was in the original Atlanta season, I want to say that's season three or four. No, I can't remember. He also got second chances with Vanessa, where they got to get a second chance because they didn't have, like, the best experience the first time around. He responded to a tweet of ours where we said, Noi saying, I love you is kind of weird. And he was saying like, it's not that weird that when you're in an environment where you can't talk to your loved ones, your family or no one else, and your partner is the only one that you get to lean on. I just wanted to address that to say, I mean, during his season, they couldn't talk to anybody, but now you have four other couples. If we split them up, you have eight people that you can well. share your thoughts with so <laughs> and last week Dave's
1: comment made a little bit of sense but this week you're right Tane that's exactly what <laughs> Alyssa's <is> doing
0: leaving <laughs> on her castmates hard <laughs> <laughs> she just wants to hang out so uh, you know basically I still stand by what we said that it's still kind of weird i think someone we got a lot of funny comments on there which i agreed with someone was like it's not crazy that you love him it's just crazy that you told him to." Do things. <laughs> and someone else said it's a three day three days is like a long weekend like do you just really forget all sense of everything in three days i don't know i it is what it is it's different strokes for different people um, Marla had like a little, was it like a TikTok where she said, when they take you to a senior citizen resort for your honeymoon instead of Greece, I just, you know, I need Houston to let go, let go. <laughs> you know, I would have even understood if she complained about
1: how these people are in beautiful Puerto Rico, which is better than Florida. I will not dispute that. Mm-hmm. The Caribe Hilton is better than wherever they sent them last time, but Greece, mm-hmm. Greece, that's what you think you were going to get <laughs> uh, out of a lifetime show? Okay.
0: Um. Thank you to our listener, T-Mob, who alerted us to the fact that there is a show by Tabitha Brown, Couch Conversation. She hosts it with her husband. And it's by the people who produced, as a reality show called Black Love, where a bunch of... Uh, Black celebrities and non-celebrities that are couples just talk about their love story. And Karen and Miles are featured on it. They sit down with another couple. It's just two couples and they're... I I guess it happens every week It's a weekly series And I just saw snippets of it Because it's on their app And I don't have the app, Black Love Plus And they're just talking about how they got married on TV And they got married, the first time they met Was when they got married And you can see the other couple Who's apparently never heard of the show before And they're like, what? And it's just hilarious Just a reminder that marrying at first sight Is pretty damn crazy So, um and also, I think they moved again because Karen had moving trucks um, on her story saying they're helping them move. They've moved a lot.
1: They've moved since... at
0: least two or three times <laughs> since there was the first place that
1: was right next to Woody and Amani. There was the second place. Mind you, they've only been married for two years right now. So that's a lot yeah. of moving.
0: Yeah. I mean again i I did promise like I'm not gonna make speculations on their marriage, but I it did cross my mind like is this a solo move because you know miles is taking a break from social media so we don't see anything also this show, I'm sorry, I don't know when it was filmed, so I don't know how long ago it was, but I don't know if Karen is moving on her own or if they're moving. she did say they, but she doesn't also she doesn't show anything about miles at all um on her stories either so yeah, yeah but they're still hosting the New Year's. Um, for 2023 in Dubai, so. I hope there's a good refund policy. (laughs) Eight. (laughs) I'm just saying. Um, Jessica from DC had a birthday. She's now 34. And you know how it goes. She just had a baby. So now she just posts baby content. So her baby's cute though. But happy birthday to Jessica. Um, Bao got a puppy. Another one? And... Um, I don't think she had one during the show. She didn't, but right after she broke up with Zach, she announced she got a puppy. Oh, well, it was news to me. She just fenced it and got, like, dog-proofing and all that stuff, so I thought it was new. My bad. Um, really random. Chris put in his stories, if you're a dude, do not like 10 consecutive pictures of mine. So, (laughs) guys, don't like (laughs)
1: i live in fear of the day when chris announces that he has found someone to marry or something and i just (laughs) i'm i'm just i know it's coming but i'm still horrified by it there's something seriously wrong with that man
0: (laughs) oh man um finally dr viviana live tweeted the episode last night and Honestly, it doesn't matter because she hypes it up. She's really good at hyping up, and then nothing is being said. But I'll just condense most of what she said. She said, Let me say that the vast majority, in all caps, of us are appalled by the behaviors and words we have seen towards Chris. This is very encouraging because it shows that we are capable of recognizing unhealthy patterns of relating in others. Uh, What is that? You're a therapist. You're a
1: therapist. You do not get to be, you don't get to congratulate yourself by knowing how to do the absolute basics of your job, which is to recognize unhealthy, but what do you want to
0: cook? It's the oddest thing, like so many words for saying very little. She's like, Alyssa and Chris have been married maybe one week and neither has verbally, in all caps, decided to leave the marriage or the process. Because this is not just for TV, it's a legally binding marriage, and they're contractually obligated to allow the producers to document at least part of it. (laughs) We are all in a bit of a holding pattern while we all, including the three matchmakers, wait on either if their decisions It makes my head, my heart hurt when this happens. Being in limbo is just terrible. All of this to say, what again is the vetting process? Because someone asked her, do you interview friends and families? Because her mom is pretty vocal about how shitty she is. (laughs) (laughs) That's so valid. So what are we doing here? Because the thing is, it's entertaining for us, but I say this all the time. I think of Chris a lot, like especially after party when we covered. You know, it's just, it's just sad. Like you put all your hopes and dreams on this, and this is what you get. It's terrible. I'm start, not starting to, but I do
1: not believe for one second that there were absolutely no signs. Yeah, that she is very inflexible, very um, has a vision. There's no way she made it because they film, like they film the matchmaking process, mm-hmm. and there's no way that this diva behavior didn't come out then. Or maybe I, you know, I say that I'm like maybe she was on her best behavior, but I
0: she doesn't have a lot of self control. Yeah, like like you can't hide this bad behavior for that long, and then your professionals are supposed to sniff it out. So I don't know. I don't know. Aren't they even concerned about their profession? They're not gonna do this forever. Their credentials and everything. I don't know. Uh, Maps is looking like a, a sure thing these days. <laughs> it it has to end at some point. But yeah, that's all I got for social media. Cool. Let's get all into right. the show. All right, let's get into it. So We start with, so Olajuwon didn't go to the gym. It's like a round rubbing of all the couples and he stayed to wake up with Katina, Michael and Jasmina at their balcony, enjoying the views. Chris is still bitching about Alyssa being distant, even off camera. And I'm like, dude, what did you expect at this point? He does say that she expects him to act husbandly, but is doing everything she can to get out of being a wife. That made me laugh.
1: And I would love to know so, what he means by her him acting husbandly. Is he supposed to like be bringing her breakfast or some shit? What is she expecting?
0: I guess like being private, protecting her secrets and just tag teaming, I guess? I don't know. <laughs> Alyssa is saying that today is a good day and we can all enjoy it. I'm <laughs> like she thinks it says a lot that she's still here. <laughs> um in my mind I was like this is a long honeymoon. Can we head back to Boston? <laughs> So we officially start the episode with Mark and Lindsay all coupled up. And I had to check my memory. Like, wasn't there a fight last episode? But then Mark mentions that they did have a fight. But an hour later, they talked about it. And then they show a flashback. uh, Yeah, I don't think Lindsay's mad at him for wanting to pull back. What she is really mad about is that this romantic (laughs) dinner was not romantic. Like, I can't tell you. How many times she said that? Like, she says the purpose of the dinner was to make me feel cared for, and this did not make me feel cared for. Mark says that he committed a sin, and, you know, they have an incredible core. And every time he says that, because he said it many times, it sounds like when you tell someone that you think isn't so cute, you have a great personality. you think that's it? Well, he keeps saying we have an incredible core. I mean, I guess I changed my mind as the episode went, but at the time, coupled with last episode, I just felt like he didn't like Lindsay, and that was what he meant. Like, we have an incredible core. Like, I see why we're matched, but everything else that comes with it, I'm not sure about. So he says they can start afresh tomorrow, and so they squashed the topic, and they bounced back, and all was well.
1: I'm always concerned when these couples are starting fresh all the time so quickly. I
0: mean, you know, I was about to say you kind of have to do that. But, I mean, it's just days. (laughs) They've known each other just days. What are you going to do? Be like Michael and Jasmina and stew in it?
1: (laughs) I wasn't actually confident that they resolved anything from their fight.
0: I mean, I bought it. I bought what they were putting down, you know. So, Lindsay says their communication is actually great and they have breakfast. And finally, Aid, we got some real good breakfast food. Sick and tired of seeing like grapes and Michael and <laughs> Jasmina's dry croissant just looking sad and pitiful. This is some good orange juice, coffee, pancakes, I think it was, and stuff. So, then Mark says he thinks they should say a prayer and Lindsay is receptive to it. And so they pray. It was a nice prayer and she kisses his hand and then she gives him a kiss. Then he asked her if she's religious and or open to it with kids. She says she grew up Greek Orthodox, like four and a half hour church. Oh my God. And there's a lot of tradition that she likes and she would like her children to. She's okay with any church as long as it's the right community. And when they're old enough, if they don't want to go, they have to respect that. Mark asks how many kids she wants, and her answer is, and I quote, pretty firmly, not three. But they make a deal that if they have twins, they're done. Did you have any thoughts on their little conversation there? No. <laughs> so, Katina and to go horseback riding. Katina says she's nervous about riding the horse because she's never ridden one, and she's not an animal person. She tells us in the confessional some people aren't animal people. Sorry, PETA, and I'll leave it at that. Katina asks how to stop the horse, and was like, listen to what she's saying. She wants to stop, but is not letting her stop. She tells us that since she met him, she stepped out of her comfort zone, but she needs him to step down his energy to meet hers. He tries to comfort her, but he's not good at that because he's like, have confidence in yourself. Just keep going. And then he tells us that she was taking a little bit of the positive energy out of it, but he didn't want to lose his life. He doesn't want to lose his life experience because someone else doesn't want to give it a full chance. Except that someone else is your wife, sir. I mean, first off, Katina looked so uncomfortable
1: on the horse. It honestly looked like she was taking a shit. Like, that's (laughs) when I saw (laughs) the line of her posture. I was like, ugh. Um... I just, like, Olajuwon is one of those people who has to, like, imbue day-to-day life with this deep, deep, unnecessary meaning. Mm. It's riding a horse. She didn't (laughs) refuse to ride the horse. She didn't say, I'm not doing this. She stepped out of her comfort zone and got on the horse. But it honestly brought back what his groomsman said about, he's going to try to mold you to be the person who he wants you to be. Like, Olajuwon is half husband,
0: half life coach. (laughs) That's very apt. Yeah,
1: you're oh, right. Oh, but she didn't ask for a life coach. She asked for a husband.
0: Sure did. But that's the thing. A lot of wants to push and push and push, and he doesn't want to stop his life. But then he also wants someone who's going to push back. And I'm just like, I, I'll be curious to know what he grew up around, where he thinks this is fun. Like, who wants to keep pushing back every time? Sometimes you know when to draw the line and just shut up. Um. So. He says he's an adventurous person and could only be with an adventurous person. And he's not going to stop living his life because his wife is uncomfortable. Honestly, at this point, I'm like, Olajuwon, help me help you. I'm the only one in your corner, but you make it so hard. (laughs) I mean, Katina likes Olajuwon more than us, the
1: audience, like Olajuwon.
0: (laughs) So she tells him to be more patient with him. And basically, this is not relaxing to her. So, her horse kind of follows Elijah one's horse's lead, and all of a sudden, Elijah one starts going fast like he made it go fast on purpose. And she was like, You are about to piss me off, like, stop pushing and just listen to me. So, when they're done, they're talking and debriefing about the whole experience. And Elijah one's like, He notices that when she gets uncomfortable, she just wants to stop, but as long as he keeps pushing her, she'll get used to it. I'm like, Sir, several seats. She tries to tell him she was nervous, but one is telling her her emotions. He's basically mansplaining what she was feeling <laughs> and what she should have done to the feelings that he assigned to her. <laughs> she, she tells him, like, I want you to push me, but in some situations, you got to know when to stop. And one is like, I will never let you go through something I don't think that you can get through. I'm like, the, way too many eyes. <laughs> But anyway, I don't think Elijah was listening to her at all. <laughs> so, then we see Noi and Steve at the waterfall. You know, I wonder how they pick or assign activities to the couples. Do we have any insight on that? No. Mm-hmm. I mean, they say things like, oh, so-and-so picked this or I picked that. But I don't believe a word they say, so. <laughs> so, Steve says in an ideal world, he'd like to go on all sorts of adventures with his wife he is a bit disappointed that she's nervous about it. He tries to teach her to float, but she's very nervous. But I would say Steve handles it like a champ. And she she tells us that he would do anything to make her feel safe and loved. And Steve said it was fun, and it made him feel like he had a special wife. Um, I can't help but compare Steve and Noi to Johnny and Bao. And it's not because they're both Asian. It's just because there's similarities there where they have wives who are kind of unique or quirky in in different ways. And Steve is just taking it like, is accepting like as a human being, you're not going to find someone who's like perfect or meet everything. They're going to have things that you don't like, but it's not the be all, end all. And just a stark difference in how they're handling it is what I'm giving Steve praise for. Like, he'll say, oh, she does X, Y, Z, or, like, the way she says cute, where Johnny was like, you're giddy, you're childish, it's the turn off. it's that. Steve is just like, listen, it's just one of the things that, you know, she does, and we'll just roll with it and focus on the good. Um, I did think at this
1: point, because Loy and Steve are doing so well that my my spidey sense is starting, I'm like, is this the quick burn couple? You know, Every season or so, there's the couple who in the beginning, you're just like, wow, they're just doing great. And then before you know it, it's over. But I hope they're not the quick burn couple.
0: I think it's Mark and Lindsay.
1: They're the quick burn couple? Okay.
0: Mm -hmm. I think Steve and Noy are going to be like Brie and Vinny. I hope
1: so. I hope so. Because I'm big fans of of Steve and Noy. And for the reason that you said,
0: they are very (laughs) accepting of each other. Yeah. Yeah, and, and then flip side, too. Let me not put it all in Noi. You're right, because Steve is very stoic, I guess, and Noi is very, ah, the hills are alive, very right <laughs> in wonderland. <laughs> so <laughs> they're, they're working on understanding each other. So they kiss a lot. So thank you for my PDA, guys. Appreciate it. So at first it looks like Chris is playing tennis alone And then little Miss Sunshine walks in Not looking like she's about to play Because she was like in a crop top and a skirt And, and uh, sandals <laughs> Pascal says that he and the other experts Have been monitoring their situation closely In hopes of seeing positive developments and changes Like seriously Not even a FaceTime call Like we don't think that it will. it warrants a FaceTime call I'm tired of sounding like a broken record. I feel like we say this every season because in um, Atlanta at this point, Paige and they were in Vegas, right? <laughs> we still hadn't seen the experts. So, so I guess if a baby doesn't bring them, this is not gonna bring them. So <laughs> I, I feel like Pastor Kyle was like, see, we are earning our paycheck by
1: monitoring the situation. I'm like, but you're not, I mean, you're not supposed to be just God looking down. You're supposed to be
0: like actively helping involved anyway so when Alyssa started turning down he says that when Alyssa started turning down Chris's activities they decided it was time to reinforce the structure of the process
1: they but- told this girl you have a contract you better go film with this man <laughs> I'm like, I can't believe wow. that they told <laughs> us that she was refusing to do her job <laughs> and so they were like uh oh, we told her she was gonna
0: have to go film with him oh man I mean they kind of had to because I mean based on what we learned on After Party with the lawyers and everything who knows what length she had gone through with that so maybe that's what that meant I just wanted more details guys so they start playing and Chris is still saying he hopes that she recognizes that he's trying and her showing up shows that she's trying again he says on paper they're a great fit and that fun-loving word. So now I'm guessing it's a copy and paste because I don't think we saw him actually say it. So they probably um, copied and pasted from the last time he said it. Thank you, Alyssa. That,
1: says because I was confused as to why Chris was. Was that from the wedding that he said that? He said it when he went snuba diving on the beach. Oh, okay. He. Yeah, I find it very bizarre when Chris says the same way she says he's the devil. When he says <laughs> positive things about her or talks about her personality. I guess he's basing his observations on her family because he's not basing it on interactions with her.
0: <laughs> oh, man. No, Chris is just as annoying. I don't... He's now just... Now, now, now. <laughs> okay. Chris is just as annoying? You Okay. Okay, okay. I take it back. I take it back. But I was getting as annoyed every time I saw him say, 1%, we're a great fit, I'm trying her showing up, no, it's just get over it. Like she's giving you all of the signs, so. Um, Alyssa says she's trying to be optimistic and she's put in so much hard work to be ready for this and she'll continue to do her best to try. Then he asks her about moving in and she says she's not comfortable with it and he says he gets it. What do you get, Chris? Stop, Stop going along with what she's saying. He starts to say that he wants her to be comfortable, and he said when he thinks of what he committed to, before he could finish his sentence, this cloud of disaster says she wants to stop for a second because she doesn't like where this conversation is going, that he's saying he's committed, insinuating that she was not. How do you put two and two together and get 10? All he said was when I think of what I'm committed to and all she heard was committed and you're saying that I'm not. She has an
1: entirely different story going on in her head.
0: It's It is wild. bizarre. <laughs> she said she knows with everyone living together, but she feels robbed of the experience and she doesn't feel it's fair to not be able to live there. And I'm like, why does this weirdo not realize she's the one that doesn't want to move in? Who is robbing you of an experience except yourself? She, she really she put
1: his back against the wall in a way because he is perfectly willing to live in the apartment. And what she's saying is, well, if you live in the apartment, it's going to make me uncomfortable. Which when you're talking about a man and you're talking about a woman, telling a man you're making me uncomfortable if we like. hmm. Uh, what's he, then he's put in the position of saying, well, I want to do what I committed to do, which was to live in this apartment, and you're going to make me look like a creep if I choose to do that.
0: Because, guys, you have to understand, this is day five, six. Crystal does not know what he has done. <laughs> we know. <laughs> but he's still actually not come out and said so to you to now insinuate, I don't want to stay with you. Of course your mind is going to go crazy. Like, what on earth did she hear about me to the point where you don't want to be in the same room with me? Ah, oh, that's punishment. That's mental torture. So she says she doesn't think he understands her point that they both want to live there, but not together. And because she doesn't want to, he has made the decision without her that he will be the one moving in. And Chris is like, I mean, I don't care. You can move in if you want. And then she has no leg to stand on because she goes right and mumbles some rubbish. And he says, well, sounds like you're in a tough spot and you have some decisions to make. Basically, sounds like a personal problem to me because I'm giving you everything that you want. And you guys, you even if you didn't watch the episode, you already know what happened. She got up and she walked off because that is what Alyssa does. She just walks off. And honestly, I wish Chris would be quiet because if he's just quiet long enough, she's going to talk herself into nonsense. But when he interjects, she takes that and she runs and makes it seem like, you know, he's being really mean to her. So she walks away. The producer runs after her, asking if she even wants to be in the apartment. And is it a logistics thing? She says, it's multiple things. I love the other girls, and I want to be a part of it with them. Like, if they say, oh, she's crying, guys. And she's like, if they say, come over, I just can't come over. (laughs) Because she's in situate. (laughs) She doesn't want to come all the way from situate to hang
1: out with her girls.
0: Holy moly. I mean, I'm so glad the producer says, the whole point of it is to move in (laughs) with your (laughs) girls. But she doesn't comprehend, or is not living in the same world that we're in. Because she's like, why is that fair? That I don't want to live with him because we are incompatible. Why do they keep filming her from below? I know you said <laughs> Get she not She does not know. Oh my God. They
1: have figured out that the only way to tell this story, cause can you imagine if we didn't have what her she, side yeah. conversations on camera? We would probably have like 80% of the story, but this last 20% is quite crucial. It is, it is.
0: Chris basically calls her selfish while she's telling the producer, she's still ranting, like, if you can't be kind, then don't talk to me. So Chris is just in his own world as usual, talking to the producers in the middle of her rant. She looks over, sees him talking and gesturing with his hands, and she's like, Look at his hand gestures. Even that is aggressive. And the producer's like, he's just doing hand gestures. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. And, you know, Chris tells us he feels like he's had to be patient and he has felt all of the emotions. And now he's just frustrated and he doesn't know how they're going to handle it. Quite frankly, and I say it, Alyssa is an asshole. The
1: producers, I need to know their names. Because throughout the episode, they they
0: are big characters, and I don't know anybody's name. Well, we know where they stand. We know they're definitely Team Chris. They really,
1: <laughs> I actually think they're more Team Show than Team Chris. But you know, it all blends together. Um, his hand gestures are aggressive, which just. You know, my job was just on the floor. I just didn't understand no. what I was seeing. I could not believe that someone actually said, I want to move into the apartment so I can hang out with the other girls.
0: It's like you've lost the plot completely. <laughs> like, what? Not The Bachelor. Not ex on the beach. <laughs> I don't, you know, none of that. It is married at first sight. You don't want it? Just get out. But anyways, we'll be back, guys. And we're back and we come back to
1: Lindsay on the selfie cam telling us that Mark has been receiving relentless phone calls from his landlord slash mother figure. And this is another callback because at the wedding, at one point, Lindsay pointed at someone and said, is that your mom? And he says, no, she's my landlord. And she's also like a mother to me. So Mm -hmm. this is the woman who's been calling him. Lindsay says four to five times a day. Lindsay is annoyed. She's like, he's busy trying to get to know me and she is non-stop calling. The whole time that Lindsay's on the selfie video, I'm like, do I need to get my eyelashes done? Because her fake eyelashes, while dramatic, are quite nice.
0: You should. I am an advocate.
1: I mean, I work from home. No one sees me. I... <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're like, not what doing am I gonna... it for anybody else. You're just doing it for yourself. You know how they say like, if you're home sometimes you just dress up put your makeup on it makes you feel good
1: i'll take that under advisement <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> um next
1: we go to jasmina and michael who are meeting up with katina and elajuan jasmina says that she likes getting together with the other couple couples because they don't have beef with any of them when Alyssa was going on her little i
3: want to the
1: other couple girls. I'm like, you don't want to meet up with Lindsay, do you? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Jasmina says that Katina and Lajuan are the couple they both feel closest with.
0: Um, If I was Jasmina, I wouldn't answer anything before I get accused of being, cutting off somebody.
1: Mm -mm -mm. Um, Michael, they're sitting by the beach and Michael says he wants to get into the water and Katina says, do you think there are fish? And they all laugh at her. And I didn't think that question was that dumb. I feel like that's a question I would ask, to be honest. I agree. I was like, why are they like acting like she's a fool? Okay, I'm <laughs> glad it's not just me. Thank you, Tay. You're welcome. <laughs> Katina says it's surprising because she feels like she's known Olajuwon for a long time. Katina asked Jasmina and Michael if they know why they were matched. And then before they can even answer, she and Elojiwan just talk about how good they look together, <laughs> how attractive they are. It was funny to me. Um, and then when Jasmina finally gets to answer, she says that they have similarities and she sees why they were matched. They have a lot of things in common.
0: What are these things? Michael. I, honestly, says... when, she, when she was saying this, I'm like, really? Do they have a lot of things in common besides the family?
1: When people say they have a lot of things in common, it's always amusing to me because I'm like, are you talking about characteristics and traits? Are you just talking about biography?
0: Yeah, because I I, I was very surprised that that was her answer.
1: Michael says that they're both opinionated and they speak with conviction when they feel like they believe something. I didn't really... That was kind of like a, oh, goodness... (laughs)
0: well i think it it reminded me that okay so like with michael we've had jasmina say he was aggressive and stuff or whatever but we haven't really seen that and then with jasmina i can see that with her she's very she's a straight shooter and she just says what she means so maybe there's a michael the part to michael that we haven't seen
1: yes michael um i i just found that when he said speaks with conviction, I'm just like, okay, so you guys argue all the time. Okay, good to know. Is um, that how you take it? <laughs> well, I thought what Katina followed up with was good. Because she's like, is it a challenge? And Jasmina says, well, she doesn't know, but she's able to see both sides. And he's like, nah. <laughs> Mike says that he thinks the same as her. And I'm like, but she just said you don't. So whatever. Um, you, you can just tell that Katina and Olajuwon are like invested in these two, because <laughs> Katina <laughs> keeps on work. trying, to, <laughs> keeps on trying to show it in the positive and stuff. And Katina and Olajuwon are both like Black lo- hashtag Black Love people, so I can yeah. see why they would be like, "Oh, come on!" and and they obviously like them both as individuals separately, so they want it to work.
0: Yeah, it's like a we gotta represent type situation. Come on,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Katina is saying that it's gonna take time. And when they talk, they need to focus on not trying to get their point across. Then Olajuwon starts talking his nonsense about how he likes to push his wife. And they talk about the horse ride. And I think it kind of comes out in this conversation that he did eventually slow down. <laughs> they didn't show us that. But when they recount mm-hmm. this story, he mentions that, yeah, I pushed and pushed and pushed. And
0: then she pushes back. And then he eventually did slow down. Yeah. I did think that their recounting of the story was a little different than what we saw, but I was like, okay, I don't know. Was he lying or did they just not show us? Because, you know, Elijah can be a showboat, like, you know, yeah, yeah, I'm understanding, I'm this, but that conversation, that was not what we heard. (laughs) Mike describes Elijah
1: as aggressive and alpha and he could push his spouse and it could be a con but Mike says one knows how to self-correct, so hopefully he fixes it before it gets to be too much. I don't know if that's true. Does one know how to self-correct? Yes. <sighs> so we go back to Mike and Lindsay. They are schmiedling and schmodeling. So they go get a massage. Lindsay says she, they, and then they go sit down after the massage to talk about this landlord situation. So there's a bed bug, which you didn't mention before. I understand it's annoying to have the landlord calling all the time,
0: but if there's a bed bug situation, it might require all those phone calls. How does the landlady know that he has bed bugs in his bedroom?
1: Well, when you, I think when a tenant gets bed bugs, the process of eliminating the bed bugs is quite intense and it will involve the property owner.
0: Okay. Okay. So later in the episode, they kept saying apartment. So is he renting a room from her house? Or I just thought it was an apartment. And I'm just like, how do you even figure? Were you going into the house? I don't know. It was very weird to me. And bed bugs usually don't just stay in the bed. They go to,
1: like, the living room. Wherever there's
0: fabric, I think
1: they thrive.
0: Yeah, I know that. I just didn't... I wasn't sure what the... Residential arrangement is. They kept saying apartment, so to me, I just thought it was a independent apartment where she's not in the building.
1: I I wasn't sure. I really wasn't. So whatever the situation is, the landlord is calling all the time. mm -hmm. So he says that he's glad that the massage that he planned the massage today, and they look very relaxed and they drink champagne. And I was like, come on, Lindsay, just have one. She asks if he feels better after, like, the massage and stuff because he's dealing with a unique situation. His mother figure and good friend has kind of Lindsay makes it seem like she's turned on him. Um, And he says he gets her position, but he was shocked by it. Um, There's a new lease, and Lindsay says something about how she evicted him on his honeymoon. And I don't think she evicted him. She sent him a new lease and says that he's not allowed to have cats, I do not know the relationship between cats and bedbugs. I don't think there is one. So this is all very odd.
0: I am with Lindsay. That is an eviction. It's like saying, you know, I have, it's not the same, but you know, I have five kids and you wake up one day and say, well, no kids allowed in this building anymore. What am I supposed to do in one day when I come back? So it's basically an eviction wrapped around in a new lease. And Lindsay
1: kind of implies it and it could be true that the landlord is seeing that he's sort of like entering a new phase of life and then not liking it. And so she's pulling this stuff. I I don't know if it's more about, it sounds like it's more about their personal relationship than their landlord tenant relationship.
0: Yeah, absolutely agree. There's a thing that, you know, moms or mom-like figures do that always baffles me, you can't treat your child like your boyfriend and act like you're losing something. Like, it's what happens when you have children and you let them grow up to be independent adults. Why don't you see it as you gaining like a daughter and be happy that he's moving into something that he's wanted for so long and he's finally getting it? Because I am with Lindsay. Even with the bed bug situation or anything, Aid, just let them have their honeymoon. He's going to be stressed. You know they just met. You know it's an eight-week process. What is it that you want to handle? Like, okay, maybe one call, two calls or whatever. Are you okay with me doing this? If your mom, like, I will handle this for you till you get back. What exactly is the point? What can he do from Puerto Rico? Why are you sending a new lease during his honeymoon? It was very strange, like you said.
1: Yeah. This poor man, Marcus head is spinning because while his landlord is being strange and weird and whatever, um, Lindsay is ready to swoop in. She's like, you don't have to go back there. We can just we'll get back. We'll go get your stuff. We'll move it into my house. The cats can come like it's all fine. And he's just like, this is a lot like in a week where he's like, I did not know her a week ago. (laughs) And in a week we're married, (laughs) consummated, five cats. There's this whole situation with the bugs moving in together. He feels like he's in another world. Mark's
0: head is spinning. Well, good on Lindsay, though. I mean, she's a lot of things, but I do think she has a good heart. Like, that was big of her. Very much,
1: though. So. But I was not even a little bit surprised.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: if anything, this is the type of situation I think where Lindsay thrives. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark basically says, you know, it's all new. And it's going to take time for it to feel like okay and normal for someone to help him this much. (sighs) So, (laughs) after their wonderful tennis match, Chris goes back to the – we're back to Chris and Alyssa. And Chris goes back to the room to talk to his sister. Alyssa is crying to the producers. I was a little suspicious. I'm like, you really haven't talked to your sister in five days of this nonsense? (laughs) But he tells his sister things haven't gone the way he expected. She has concerns, but she doesn't want to talk about them. She is Alyssa. Um, Alyssa walks out of conversations and gets very defensive every time Chris says that she didn't give it a chance. Then we flash to Alyssa, talking to producers. She's sick of it. She's stuck in a terrible situation that's absolutely miserable. She could be portrayed in a very poor light here, and she is very worried about how it looks. She is sick of being positive and trying to have a good day and being the good person and taking the high road and everybody's shitting on her. I'm just like, how many times can you lose your mind in like the five days that they've been on this honeymoon? <laughs> Multiple. So we we go back to Chris. He asked the crew if they can ask her if she wants to talk in private, because I guess they're communicating through the crew. Mm -hmm. And we go back to her and we hear her answer. She does not want to talk to him. She hates him. He's an asshole. He's disrespectful, foul, and rude, and he's doing her dirty. It's disgusting that a man would do this to a woman who has been nothing but nice to him when i'm always on the fence because you said it other people have said it that Alyssa really thinks that she's very very attractive mm-hmm. um and she and I, I don't know if it's just attraction but she just thinks she's a lot better than chris and when yeah. she says stuff like that it's like wow you really do like he should be kissing my feet because you i don't what have you done for him
0: that he should be kissing your feet we got a message from South Jersey P where he kind of explained that Alyssa is stuck in high school and is, like, you know, in a clique situation where, if you notice, she aligned herself with Katina and Jasmina, who she thinks, like, Jasmina is, like, the pretty girl, and then Katina is, like, the alpha pretty girl, and then she sees Lindsay as dirt, so she's not aligning herself with her. Remember how she was running after Katina? every single time she stormed out last week. So she just thinks, like, Chris is, like, not as cool, and she's not going to move past that. She looked at him and was like, nope, he's not the high school jock. I don't want him. And I just think there's some truth to that. Oh, I think so, too. But it'll come up later. But
1: it's it's bizarre in the context of what this show is. Yeah. This is not Survivor. Yeah. This is... this is not big brother. There are not alliances. <laughs> There's no head of household.
0: It's just couples. But I think we've established that Alyssa is in a different world. Definitely. And is definitely. not operating on the same frequency as we all are. Because <laughs> with conviction, she says everything she says. With I know. With conviction.
1: So... He would go back to Chris. She does she's um he's telling his sister that she doesn't think we're compatible. She feels robbed because she didn't get the person she wanted, which just blows my mind because I'm like, what what did you what did you want? And even if you, you I mean, me yeah, I am tattooed. I think. The thing about Alyssa is, let's just say she would have gotten Steve and his lion tattoo. She, I think she would have done the same
0: thing. You think so? I think so. I don't think so. I think she would have at least given it a chance, then found fault. If she had had whatever it is that she had in mind, I think she would have given it a shot. She would have at least stayed in the room. Because I'm sure she knew, married at first sight, you had to spend time with the person. You think she knew that? <laughs> I keep on thinking,
1: has she ever watched this show? Every year, the people on the show, I'm like, have they ever watched the show?
0: I mean, we know Mark has.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So we go back to Alyssa again, just losing her mind. Y'all know the computer. He comes off a good guy, but guess what? He's a fucking car salesman that sells houses. What like she's nasty? You know, that's nasty. Anything to put him down, anything at all. Um, Then we come to the actual real issue. She doesn't get to move into the apartment and she wants to hang out with her girls. (laughs) Um, So Chris is, you know, talking to his sister and talking about how she won't get to know him and et cetera. And nobody gets the person they want because they don't exist. And his sister says when they talk to her mom... And they said that he's down to earth. Her mom was like, that's exactly what she needs. Because she flies off the handle and she cries all the time. And she needs someone to bring her back down to earth. My God, can you imagine your own mother? Alyssa is the one talking about what people said about him. Her mother Mm -hmm. said that
0: she flies off the handle and cries all the time. Chris should have been running for the hills. Yeah. Yeah. Like, imagine if everybody went by what they said about the other. Because things were said about every other person, not just her. But she just took it and ran all the way to Timbuktu. So we go back to Alyssa's
1: tantrum, and she says, the only time I'm happy is when I'm with one of the girls or sitting by myself. She is not being portrayed in a good light, and her mom is very upset. And for a half second, I was like... Wait, is her mom thinking? Anyway, but then we find out that her mom is upset because, <laughs> because she says that I'm that Melissa's not being nice, and Melissa's like, I am being nice. She's a nice person, and if she doesn't come off that way, she's gonna be fucking pissed. Mm-mm. I want name cards for these producers, cause one of them says to her, at the end of the day, it is a show about marriage it's called married at first sight, not single at first sight. So if you're not in a couple, you're done. This <laughs> that producer was in is- Montre. I thought it was Montre, but I wasn't sure. I- oh, I thought, it- I just <laughs> automatically
0: thought it was Montreal, but I don't know.
1: <laughs> I-, I-, I will say every time I see a black male producer, I'm like, is that Montreal Because I don't, I only know Montreal is black and a man, but I don't actually know what Montreal looks like. <laughs> but I'm like, if they have multiple black men as producers, then that may or may not be Montre. Um <laughs> And this is where I'm like, okay, she cannot say she was not told. (laughs) They are telling her you cannot be a part of this show unless you have a man. And that man is Chris. (laughs) When she talks about wanting to go hang out with the girls, I'm like, if you are hanging out with the girls, a lot of it's going to be for filming. And if you're filming, the only topic they want you to film about is marriage and Chris. If you're not seeing Chris, there's nothing for you to say, and there's no reason for you to be on the show, and there's no reason for you to be at that apartment.
0: Yep, and I think it was Montre. Okay. Yeah, but I just looked him up, and he has that clip on there. And I do believe someone says they feel so bad for her, and they want to give her a hug. I didn't think there were any Alyssa (laughs) fans, but I guess they exist.
1: You know, there's someone for everybody. There's, I'm
0: assuming, there's even a man out there for a listen who
1: thinks this is (laughs) cute. Chris's sister tries to tell him, like, if you know, she's not willing to meet you halfway or even have a conversation. I think you should cut your loss. And this joins nips in the butt as like a wrong thing because it's cut your losses. (laughs) (laughs) He says, yeah, and he's just about at that point. Um, then we go back to Alyssa's tantrum. She says she doesn't care about other people. It's the way I feel. I'm not being dramatic. And she feels like she's handling it better than anyone in the group would. But everyone in the group got the same thing, which is that they married a stranger at first sight. And they are all handling it better than you.
0: Yeah. I'm going a- I'm to need you guys to just imagine her saying all this, but she's screaming. And she's crying and she's gesticulating all over the place. Like, it was just wild to watch. It was like watching someone unravel in real time. The producer
1: is trying to talk some sense into her. And is basically, you know, are you going to show up? And if the answer is yes, there's somewhere to go. And she says they'll have to figure it out, not today. Because Alyssa thinks that if she keeps on deferring on an answer, eventually she'll get what she
0: wants. Yeah. Cause she's been deferring for how long now? Days. Since the wedding.
1: And the, but the produ- these producers really tried to talk some sense into her because they're like, you know, we're about to move in, so you need to figure this out. And he reassures her that she'll be all right. And we see Chris go into the bathroom, and I was like, is it to get away from everybody? <laughs> Why are
3: we watching you go
1: into the bathroom? So we come back, more selfie cams. Everybody's saying good morning. And Lindsay and Mark are going to meet Chris and have food. Alyssa, we see her on a beach. She is looking very happy. I was like, clearly she's not going to do anything with Chris.
0: Um, <laughs> her bikini was cute. I'll give her a compliment while I can. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, And we see that she's meeting up with Katina and Jasmina. So Lindsay asked Chris how he's doing. And he says, he's doing. <laughs> Lindsay says he seems better than the first couple days she met him, which is a clue. Like, what? What? Because we actually at this point have only seen Lindsay and Chris interact in group settings. So obviously they've been doing more than what we've been seeing. Um, he tells Lindsay he's not where he thought it would be. Uh, we go to Alyssa. She's with Katina and Jasmina. And she says she's happy for everyone. But it's hard to be around them knowing that she doesn't have that. Back to Chris and Lindsay. Lindsay asked what happened. I really like Lindsay's dress in the scene. Yeah. and he's he says that they haven't really progressed beyond like basic conversation, like, what's your last name? What do you do for work? Back to Alyssa with Jasmine and Katina. She says she's not blaming him, but he's blaming me. Kind of. And I'm like, what a clown. Like, just shut up.
0: A lot of when Alyssa talks is like, blah, 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 (laughs) (laughs) blah.
1: Lindsay says that she's written him off and she never gave him a chance. And Lindsay reassures him that he's a good looking dude. The funny thing about Katina and Jasmina is they do somewhat try. Because Alyssa says to them that she put in the same effort as everyone else. And Jasmina is like, so you feel like you've done everything you can to try to make this work. And she says, here's the thing. Did she come here to find a husband? She says she talks to friends of his friends and family and lots of things didn't sit well with her. And, you know, Jasmina says you heard it from his friends and family, but you have to get to know someone. She calls it a slip up on Alyssa's end. And Alyssa says that she understands where she's coming from, but she's doing her best to be respectful and honest. But that's not what Katina asked. (laughs) Katina asked, did you try to get to know him or did you just listen to his friends? She didn't answer that question. Lindsay is singing Chris's praises. She says he's a great guy. He was patient and he would have done anything. And she threw him away before she even gave him a chance. Mark gives him credit for being so calm. Um, he didn't think you could be so calm in the face of this. And Mark says that Chris is being a bigger man. But <laughs> a lot of us could be the bigger person, but at some point we'd be like, what are you doing? Yeah. Katina is trying a little bit. She says, do you think he might be blaming you because he's unclear as to why you threw the talent so quickly? And Alyssa says that they've had many conversations where she's explained what, that she doesn't think they're a match. Maybe these are the off-camera discussions, because I'm like, uh, we haven't really seen that. And then Katina finally calls out the elephant in the room. Basically, you're not attracted to him, and that's okay. She's kind of like, she kind of agrees. She's like, well, the expert didn't give her what she wanted, and she wished they wouldn't have matched her with anyone. And Katina says you need to be tell him straightforwardly, and Bluntly, and Katina said, you probably just don't want to hurt his feelings.
0: I hated everything about this. Tell me why you hated it. I hated everything about this because it was like watching an episode of the Now Rest in Peace maps unfiltered. Because it's like saying everything but not actually saying what you need to say. Because I, from what we know of Katina and Jasmina, this is bullshit. They're tiptoeing around everything without actually just telling her, girl, you're not doing this. Like that same energy that she had for Lindsay apply this energy to Alyssa. Like I just hate I don't like the fact irrationally that they are team Alyssa. Cuz even on After Party, uh Katina was like, you know, team Alyssa. And I'm like, why? You guys are better than this. Don't associate yourself or align yourself with this. Like this is ridiculous. Come right out and be the direct people that you think you are. Don't save that energy for certain people. So it was just to me it was just like a waste of my time. I hated watching it.
1: I do I'm I'm with you in that. And well, you know, it continues. But Jasmine and Katina are not doing Lindsay any favors. They're actually allowing her to continue her, the storyline that she thinks she has going. But they also— Oh, you mean not...
0: Alyssa? Sorry, you said Lindsay.
1: <laughs> oh, sorry, um, Alyssa. But they also—they um, don't have the picture that we have, and it's very interesting because even the producers are keep on trying to show us this fuller picture. Because if you would only see it from one perspective, you would not understand how unhinged Alyssa is.
0: I think they do. Because if we go down later, they're all privy to the same information. Olajuwon says what it is. (laughs) They have it from how they're saying. The problem for me is how they were trying to baby her. And, you know, Katina kept doing all these qualifiers. Like, you know, to me, like, you know, from my point of view, what I think is, like, just come right out and say, girl, you tripping. (laughs) <laughs> hard <laughs> that was what I didn't like like stop babying her you're just in, in feeding the monster no pun intended um. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mark and Lindsay and Chris
1: have a little bit more chatter and Mark says they're going home and he asks what's going to happen and Chris says I can only control you know and I can only like what I can control and Mark says you have to let it go <laughs> So. Jasmina does express sympathy for Chris, but only in an interview.
0: Not to not not to Alyssa. Okay. All right. I don't know. I like how they kept Noy out of this drama. It is funny Noye. how Noy
1: is unaligned.
0: <laughs> she ain't got time for that. She's trying to fall in love and have her three kids. <laughs> okay. So then we see Lindsay and Mark in old San Juan as Mark is flying a kite um old San Juan is really gorgeous um Lindsay says her soul is filled with love because Mark is just flying his kite in the back and she's just laughing and it just seems like a break from all the numerous calls that they've had all day um we see Jasmina and Michael at the waterfall it reminded me of Shanice and Jeffy I try to remember do you remember where they went on their honeymoon it was also the and the original. Do you remember? I was it I Jamaica? Jamaica. Okay, yeah, that's what I had in mind too. But I, I was like, dang! Did they, they go go to open? used to ball out. Probably. That's where the I waterfalls
1: are. They used to leave the country. I think that's just because of COVID, they're not leaving the country. Eventually, they gonna yeah. leave the country again. Because I mean, they would only go to the Caribbean or whatever, but.
0: But that's what I'm saying. It's like honestly, the, the the last season, the Houston people got gypped because even though when they filmed, people were still going to Mexico. The the least they could have done for them was go to Mexico. But like you rightly pointed out, no one wants to take the risk of being trapped. Um, just in case something came up. But that was yeah, the I mean, season? I'm not sure. I Atlanta went to Vegas. They also were not
1: treated kindly. We're not supposed to say gypped. Why? It's offensive to Romani and, and gypsy people. Cause someone actually wrote on our um wrote a comment on our Instagram about it. Really? Yeah, because Alyssa said it and they were
0: mad. Oh. My bad. Sorry guys. I didn't know. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Lessons learned. So, it's a new one. Yeah. Well,
1: it's an it's not new in its offensiveness. It's new that we're just now learning about it.
0: Yeah, it's new to me. Sorry. So, Michael says the beginning of the honeymoon wasn't fun and it was more, and they had more uncomfortable conversations. But today is a new day. And then the interview starts. He asks her, How do you feel about being near the water? I'm basically using this tone because Michael (laughs) and Jasmina are killing my boner. They're just wah, wah, wah. Jasmina says, Hamood is off. And communication is something they need to work on, but she's trying not to let it affect her mood. And then, on their honeymoon, in the waterfall, today is a new day. Michael decides he's going to tell her a story about a bully beating him up when he was six years old and ends it by saying that he still has trauma, and then, can I get a hug? I, it was a lot of emotions in one minute. I didn't know where to go. I didn't know where he was going with it, I thought he was leading to something tying to the moment, and then it... Uh, I Okay. I know I don't like Michael, but this has nothing to do with anything, but Michael is kind of like a sad sack?
1: <laughs> yes, we... we yes.
0: He's, he's, uh, Jasmina is not a ball of joy like herself. I mean, she tells us she is. She says she's like a positive person, so do you think he's influenced her in three days? I mean, people fall in love <laughs> in three days. <laughs> I think
1: she doesn't like him and she's miserable with him. And I actually yeah. think this
0: is this is the
1: case study and all the options available to you <laughs> as a as a mass participant. She's still yeah. going along with it. She's still trying.
0: And I wouldn't say Michael isn't trying. It's just this is what he knows. So it's it's about seeing do you think they're gonna get out of this whatever it is they're in? Or do you think they're doomed already? I, they're probably doomed, but, like, I have to I have to keep my hope alive because I
1: was so happy about them in the beginning. So, the, I mean, the previews aren't doing them any favors, but, but um, yeah. I will note, though, that when they're at the waterfall, Michael was being a good Instagram husband. He was taking the pictures for her and he was getting, you know, the, <laughs> the shots from the different angles. And I, I really I'm looking for any positivity I can find.
0: Yes, I will say, I'm not saying that Michael doesn't try. He does try. It's just that his trying is just not still quite there. But he's trying. Because, I mean, he tried to carve their names into the thing, even though there was no chance it was going to stick. But Michael is glad that Jasmina is willing to go into the water and makes him feel like she's willing to try and be uncomfortable. What is it with the theme? Why does everyone want their wives to be uncomfortable? Like... it's a honeymoon everyone relax (laughs) and he also says it's the first time he's seen her smile since the wedding that's so sad it is
1: sad but do you remember happy jasmina at the wedding smiling jasmina i remember her we just Uh, haven't seen her on this honeymoon Ugh.
0: So she tells us that she's letting loose, but not sure if she's going to get there. But they kiss and they hug. So again, they're trying, Alyssa. That's what people do. So Lindsay said she's feeling cautious having dinner with the rest of the other couples. I'm like, don't be cautious. It's usually you. Just be quiet. (laughs) You'll be fine. (laughs) So they all get together and someone asks who they think will have kids first. And they all point to Steve and Noy. Chris makes a comment saying Lindsay and Mark on purpose and then Stephen Noy by accident, which was really funny. So Chris has said two things that made me laugh. And it's just wondering, like, what would we have got from Chris if he actually got somebody who was complimentary to him? I don't know why these people, the producers think we don't want to be happy. We do We want happiness.
1: I hate to say this, but I just want to be cautious. Comparison is a mighty thing. Chris, in comparison Ooh. to Alyssa, looks like roses. And it Ooh. may actually be the case. But Ooh. I do try to be like, maybe Chris does suck, but we'll never know as long as he's up against Alyssa. <laughs> <laughs> this, I mean, that is repeatedly true. he says I'm an ass. I mean, I'm a, he told us he was an asshole. Correction, it, he's a asshole. Thank you. It doesn't, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't matter almost in this case, but yeah, I don't want to nominate him for sainthood just because he had to deal with a bitch. And I hate to call her names, but she deserves it.
0: (laughs) I don't think it's a saint, but I just think it's funny. He made me laugh twice. It's hard to make me laugh, but, you know, unfortunate. But Chris at some point said that he didn't want to have kids or get married and just wanted to live it up until about five years ago. Once his life started falling into place, like his career, his mental health. And then he realized that, you know, you know, maybe I am comfortable having kids. So this is another reason where I'm saying I'm not saying a sainthood, but Chris has some personality to him that we have not had a chance to find out because all he's doing is putting up with the torture that Alyssa is giving to him because he made us laugh. And then now we're finding out things about him. I don't think I knew that he didn't want to um, get married, have kids. Up until five years ago. Yeah. So then Mark asks, you know, has anyone had bumps in their marriage this week? And Michael mentions that his communication style. He needs to learn how to deliver his message where it isn't harsh. Katina is saying that self-awareness is key because some people can't acknowledge it. And the audacity, she's talking and Alyssa is co-signing and saying that's true. Olajuwon says he has to learn that it's not just I, there is a we and he can't keep pushing and he has to have more patience and listen more. He says that he needs that because he would roll over someone if he had someone passive. Noi says that Steve is a realist and he's logical and different and he talks about how she feels and we get the camera panning on Alyssa as Steve speaks and it's just hilarious to me (laughs) because I'm like, What are you thinking, lady? So he says he's learning to give noy verbal affirmation. Mark says for him it's allowing his wife to help him in things that he's used to doing by himself. And he's never had a situation where he has had support. And Lindsay actually just turns beet red and decides to ask Chris and Alyssa what they faced this week. (laughs) Chris is like, oh, us? I, I mean, clearly, we're not in the same place as everyone. All we have is bumps. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, Alyssa says, you know, they're taking it day by day, but they're both sitting here, so it's okay. The thing is, Alyssa goes off on a rant, and we see all that ranting, and then when she's with the rest of the couple, she wants to put up a front, and that's what I mean by, I think that's what she means by she wants Chris to be husbandly, to do husbandly things. Because she wants him to put up the front with her. He just She doesn't want him to say anything. And I'm like, but it's so obvious to everyone what's going on. And it's silly. So, Your guys are not sleeping in the same room. So.
1: What kind of front do you think you can put
0: up? I mean, again, operating in her own frequency. Chris tells us that he can't do this at all. And he wants her to say it out loud and on camera, and to everybody, that they're done. This is another thing that was annoying to me, is both of them are doing that push-pull that Christina and Henry oh, yes. No one wants to be the first to pull the plug, even though the equipment is dead. Yes. And I'm like, to what end?
1: Yes, but... One of them is asking for honesty on camera and one of them is asking to continue the lie. Yes. All Chris is asking for is honesty.
0: Yeah. And I I completely understand why he wants it on camera and for everybody to hear because Alyssa is going to create a whole narrative that doesn't exist. And these these two are just so... They're the perfect example
1: of the what is this going to look like. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. but Alyssa's really dumb because she just she has no um, I think Alyssa probably thinks that if we didn't have all this behind the scenes producer talk we wouldn't understand what's going on but I actually think we would
0: and she would ride that coattail and be like you guys don't understand what happened off camera anyway Noi says everyone is moving in and what is their plan and Alyssa says that she's been thinking about it and he can move in the first half and she can move in the second half because she loves them all so much. Lindsay has her hand over her mouth and I thought she was laughing, but she was whispering like she needs alcohol for this bullshit. (laughs) She didn't say bullshit, but that's what it was. Alyssa is still saying rubbish But the rubbish is reflected in everyone's eyes because everyone's like, what? Chris says that he had not heard that strategy and it's not something he's interested in. He's like, I love you all, but I did not come here for you. I think
1: that was not dramatic... I could not believe it when she said, I'll live in the apartment half the time and you can live in it half the time. She clearly did not internalize what that producer said. This
0: is called Married at First Sight. What is you... she's fighting so hard, like you cannot move in there. And if they call you to hang to hang out, you get in an Uber from situate or get in your car. But I don't, I don't understand fighting so hard for this apartment. Do you think <laughs> she? Do you think that she really just really wants camera time?
1: I don't know if it's camera time. I honestly thought about. It. I was like, because as you know, up until yesterday or whatever, I live. We live in the suburbs of DC. And I'm like, if I was on a TV show and I had the opportunity to hang out in an apartment that was centrally located in D.C., I mean, I don't I wouldn't necessarily fight on national television about it, but I can understand being like, oh, I could live in Boston for a few weeks. Mm -mm. I I honestly can't think that she wants to film because I'm like, but she is dumb. You know, what do you think they're going to be filming? If you're not with him. What TV show do you think you're on?
0: I don't know why she just didn't go straight for The Bachelor. he live in a mansion.
1: The the apartment thing is actually the craziest thing I've ever seen because we know that a lot of people only half-ass move in, only, move, only come to the apartment for filming. Like, we've heard those rumors. So it's so strange to me that she wouldn't just, like, go home and not move in. But I think she's also obsessed with what it looks like on camera.
0: So she wants him to be the bad guy and go home? I, I don't know. It's weird. I've just never seen anyone in all of the season fight so hard to move in. <laughs> didn't it, like, okay, she liked the apartment, but I'm just like, <laughs> wow. Anyways, um, Chris is like, he is all in or all out, and he's not looking to split time with her like divorced parents. And the notion is absurd. <laughs> yes, it is, Chris. And he thinks that she wants to continue to just live in the building. He says to the rest of the couples that his drive is to find someone he wants to spend the rest of his life with. And if someone wants to move slowly, it's fine with him because his plan was the rest-of-my-life plan and he has time. But he can't take those steps and can't keep putting himself out there unless he gets something that's not zero. And then the rest of the couples are like, oh, that's admirable. I like that. Da, da, da. I'm really annoyed by the couples at this point. So Alyssa says... Him saying she's not trying is not true and she's thinking of solutions and Chris is actively trying to make her look bad because once again, guys, she's not a bad person and she's a fucking good person. Chris says that if she's all out, then he's out. She says more crap and says she wants everyone to remember that it's not her fault that this happened. Uh, She wants everyone to know that she came with the best of intentions and this hurts that it happens this way. Lindsay says, everything Alyssa says is in genuine and fake. Alyssa starts crying. And she says, this hasn't been easy for her. And these fake ass couples are like, it's okay. It's okay. We get it. And then Chris says, all talk aside, I just need to know, are you in or out? Katina asks um, Alyssa if she understands what Chris is saying. She goes, yes, but it's not a conversation that she wants to have publicly. And Chris is like, yeah, it never is. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, like we said earlier, I completely understand why Chris wants her to say it in front of everybody. But I think, I think A, you mentioned this earlier. None of them wants to be the bad guy that pulled the plug. But at this point, Chris, if you pull the plug, you don't look like the bad guy. It looks like you're saving yourself the headache and your mental health you don't have to deal with this. Like, we know why Alyssa doesn't want to pull the plug because she wants to have the last laugh and say, see, I'm not the one who backed out. I'm trying, I'm trying. But I can't, for the life of me, understand why Chris would put himself through this besides his contract. Um,
1: as much as Alyssa is more vocal about how it looks, Chris also is concerned about how it looks. And in this scene... Alyssa looks happy because she thinks she finally made him look like the bad guy.
0: Man. I mean, I think he called it wrong. If he's worried about how he looks, he's not going to look bad if he pulls the plug. It's just semantics at this point. I so, also think while I'm like, oh, it looks bad. It doesn't look bad.
1: He is. He would be willing to live in that apartment with her. He would be willing to do yeah. like fake marriage stuff for eight weeks probably with her to see if it might be something I don't think he's lying about that he just needs her to be on board with it she refuses to get on board with it but she also refuses to say she's not
0: on board with it Which just makes me tr- wonder about question his judgment like why do you even think anything will come out and then even if something she had this miraculous change if someone shows you who they are believe them she already showed you this side of her why would you even want it to turn around and why would you still want that that's true so, Katina and Jasmina, again, I've told you guys already, I'm so peeved at the fact that they seem to be team Alyssa. I like, you know, you need to respect her decision if she wants to keep things private. And Jasmina is like, she's willing to have a conversation. I spoke to her and she's willing to answer every question that you have, which is not true, but okay one just tells us in the confessional, this is BS, that Chris's heart is so big <laughs> and he's hoping for that 1% so he can give the 100%. Alyssa says it's not fair for him to say she's not trying because she's still here. And he said, does that mean he's trying to say whether or not to try? A one says, listen, she keeps saying she could have flown out yesterday, but how many degrees is it is in Boston? 60? What is it in Puerto Rico? 90? <laughs> Let's be real. That was a bullshit answer. <laughs> I don't care what y'all say. I'm too... <laughs> These are the moments where I'm like, yes, but bring that energy in front of everybody. Don't say it exactly. for the confessionals. Oh.
1: <laughs> Do not go to your confessionals and say that stuff. Now, I mean, I'll give it, you don't want to start, you know, arguments with anybody or you end up looking like Lindsay. But your wife and her friend decided to, like, be team Alyssa and no one stood up for Chris. Mm
3: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Lindsay couldn't Mm -hmm.
1: because that would have been World War III. But Mark, Olajuwon, Michael, all of you could have said something and you're just silent.
0: Yeah. I think at some point when she was talking her blibberish or gibberish or whatever, and Lindsay was just trying to put food in her mouth, and she's like, "Don't do that," while you're talking to me, while I'm talking. And then Lindsay's like, "I didn't say anything. I was so proud of Lindsay because it could really have escalated from there." And Lindsay was not do.
1: doing anything. She was just sitting there, she even if she was had a face on, she she didn't say anything. Elizabeth, yeah, she, gosh, I don't like that girl. No one does though. <laughs>
0: but um yeah the moral of the story is don't be a confessional thug say what you got to say with your chest (laughs) but chris says a lack of an answer doesn't mean anything to him and the only way to feel good is to try i don't ever want to hear the word try again in my life (laughs) sick of it (laughs) and then the dinner ends and with that we'll take a break guys we'll be right back Ember back.
1: Mark is with Lindsay, and he is telling her how glad he is that she didn't say anything. And <laughs> <I think> he <laughs> held his breath. <laughs> she,
0: she, said talk, she, she doesn't have talk. a p- poker
1: face. And she held Mark's hand to repress himself. She was practicing for labor. She was just crushing his hand. <laughs> don't
3: don't <laughs> let me say
1: anything. Um, we see Katina Lodron and he said that they were glad they could sit down and put drama to the side. Katina is glad Alyssa and Chris spoke about it in front of everybody, but you were the one who tried to shut it down. So I don't know what you're glad about. <laughs> A larger one in an interview goes on this very strange. Well, it wasn't strange, I guess, but he's like, man, that was powerful. It was one of the most powerful things you ever saw in his life. Listen to what Chris is saying. You want love? Somebody sacrificing, putting his life on the line, embarrassing himself to make you happy? Just to make you happy. How can you not feel something? (laughs) (laughs) He's a passionate guy. Olajuwon says that Chris and Alyssa will have their own discussion when the time is right. And I was like, Olajuwon, this discussion is never happening. You don't know what we know. It's not happening. And then maybe I'm wrong because Chris and Alyssa sit down to supposedly talk. Chris is trying, man. He's like, oh, so with the sharing of the apartment, um, why would you think that? She says that she wants to be part of the experience and the experiment and to participate with the group. I know we've said it 10 times, but like, what? <laughs> she thinks it's important for both of us. This man is, I mean, what? Chris is like speaking, you know, sense, and he says he's in it to be married or he's out. Chris has an interview that she keeps on saying experience. She wants to enjoy the experience, but she doesn't want to go through the process, and that the language tells the story. So he wants to ask her some questions about her thoughts before she even met him. Like, did she feel like she was prepared to adjust for someone who wasn't perfect? And she's like, oh, yes, yes. You know, I I never thought I was going to be married to someone a thousand percent perfect. And she claims that she's talked to him about their differences. And he finally asked the golden questions. Like, what? And of course, it's Alyssa. So right now, mentally, she's not able to have this conversation. So Mm -hmm. when is she going to have it?
0: When. And she says when next. When her second month in the apartment, <laughs> her half. <laughs> Chris, in an interview,
1: finally distills this thing down to its essence. She will not answer his questions not on camera. She will not answer his questions in front of people on camera. But she also will not answer his questions off camera. Yeah.
0: But this is why I get frustrated, regardless of what it looks like, regardless of what it is, Chris, like, stop dragging, wanting her to pull up first, like, just your dignity, just walk away, cut losses, or cut the loss, whatever his sister said. (laughs) (laughs) Cut your loss.
1: (laughs) Chris asked her when she quit, and she says that she hasn't, she's still here. And he says, you're still here for other people and the experiment, but I'm talking about me. And she, you know, gives herself a gold star. She said, I had the chance to leave yesterday, but I didn't. And he asked once again, if there is still potential. And she says, I made it very clear as did everyone else at the table tonight. I don't, I mean, it, it's a repeat, but it's just like, Alyssa, this is not a team event. <laughs> this is a couple event what does it matter what everybody else at the table those two decided to back you up i hope they regret that decision now but sh- her whole like view is like well i have reinforcements there's no tribes and there's no alliances here it's just married at first sight <laughs> She's not willing to sit there and give an answer. It's not fair to her. She understands that he's frustrated, but she's also frustrated. And she says that she needs to. Re- he needs to remember they're in the same situation. He says, no, we're not in the same situation. You know, this is like, I'm, I'm like snaps for Chris basically this whole time. Because he's really, he is putting it all out there. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, if this has no chance whatsoever, and she just can't even be bothered to lie. And then finally, Chris does kind of give up in a way, because he says that she can have the um, apartment for two months. (laughs) He's like, I'm not doing this anymore. (laughs) He says he was in it because he was looking for someone for the rest of his life. And she says that she was, too. And he says, "Okay, fair. Um, (laughs) And then he starts again with his unless you can tell me. And she says, I'm not going to tell you that. After this amount of time, it's not fair or respectful. She's always talking about fair and respect. If I have to hear the word respect from her one more time, then she accuses him of poking her and he's making her upset. Everybody's always making you upset. I don't like how he's speaking to me. I don't like how he portrayed it at the dinner table. It's actually disgusting to her. So she's going to get up. She's going to be done with this conversation for tonight. She's always walking off, always. Always. She doesn't like the way he's talking to her. We just watch the conversation. This man talked to you like you're an adult, but he didn't realize that he was dealing with a child. And he says that's her cop-out. When she doesn't want to answer the question, she leaves. Like she always does. Chris says he doesn't know in an interview, but then he comes to his senses. He's like, I do know that she has no interest in this. (laughs) If you wanna go through this process because of friends, enjoy the experience, because you get to live in a building with a bunch of your friends, um, he's telling you what he's telling us what he thinks is the truth. He's like, sure, you had the chance to fly away from Puerto Rico, whatever. Um, he says to her, I think that she creates a false dichotomy as if somehow you didn't know what you were getting into. And she says it isn't fair. And she has a hard time being calm and having an adult conversation. And these jokers, these producers, because she's looking at them now to save her, say that Alyssa needs more time.
3: <laughs> I,
1: I was... How much
0: more time?
3: <laughs> exactly. This is frustrating.
1: And then I can't even, like, repeat this again because she's so repetitive. Um... She throws another tantrum. She's a good person. The right intentions. Like, I can't say all this stuff again. Right reasons. You You shouldn't. And she says she would have never had her friends and family be subjected to this if she wasn't in it for the right reasons. And she will not have someone there to assassinate her character.
0: Then leave.
1: (laughs) Oh. Chris says in an interview, he says some other stuff, but he says he wants her to take the consequences of her feelings and opinions. Cause that's the truth. She doesn't want to be with him. She refuses to say it, but she communicates in every which way. And then she tries to convince him that he's a bad guy. And she tries to convince other people the same thing too.
0: Agreed. But you know, just even us recapping, it's kind of similar to the viewing. She says the same thing, and she and Chris have the same thing over and over again where it's not fun. Like, we could interject any conversation with any scene. It's the same thing, with no resolution. Tennis courts, dinner, producer interviews.
1: Now this latest sit-down, they just say the same thing over and over again. But I I will say, each time the apartment thing comes up, I, I am shocked I was shocked when she said she wanted to hang out with the girls. I was shocked when she said she wanted to split the time in the apartment. I was shocked. Like, I I do find that shocking.
0: <laughs> I'm
1: shocked that it came out of her mouth. <laughs> While she's still trying to tell us that she's, she wants to look good. I think that's the most annoying part of this. Someone is obsessed in looking good and has absolutely no clue what anything looks like. Mm-hmm. So... Finally, we're done with the Chris and Alyssa show and we go back to the four the couples that exist.
3: Um,
1: so we see the couples in the morning again. Dr. Viviana tells us that most of them enjoyed the last few days of getting acquainted. <laughs> Michael says that he'll miss the weather in the pina coladas, but it's time to go home. Noy says she and Steve correct, connected very well and she's sad to be leaving, but excited to start a new couple as a wedded couple that survived their honeymoon Lindsay asks Mark what he has on his walls and he says he has coats and she does her typical Lindsay dramatic reaction because apparently she doesn't like word art decoration you know I like word art decoration I like me some live laugh love um (laughs) and I don't care what that says about me maybe I am a basic bitch but I don't understand why people like Lindsay always have to shit on us
0: (laughs) It's what we do as humans. We judge. <laughs> I mean, it's not the only thing on the wall, but like, I have some nice quotes, okay?
1: Um, <laughs> Lindsay says she wants to go home and get away from these people and focus on each other. I can understand that. Um, And she starts planning for when they go back and she wants to get him out of the crappy situation. And she's like, you're coming with me. And I was a little scared for Mark. <laughs> He's been commandeered. <laughs> Um, a asked Katina if she's nervous about anything. She's like, you know, maybe we'll start living together and see that we don't like it, but they get along fine. So she's not really worried. Um, best cases they move in and they have zero arguments. Worst cases, they feel like they're not the one for each other. And he says he's 2% worried. Well, he did say at some point, I love you. He says, yeah, I love you. And I want you to, to know, want you to know about that. What did I write down? But he did say, I love you, but he just dropped
0: it in a sentence and she didn't really react. And that was the first time for us, right? Because the way everything played out and how she reacted didn't seem like it was the first time she'd heard it. Or maybe she was just playing it cool. But that was the first time for us, right? He didn't say it during his love bombing last week. Okay. Mm -mm. Okay. Okay. Uh,
1: Jasmina, Mike... I didn't understand. Did he? They brought them the wrong food. But she wasn't willing to surrender hers. (laughs) (laughs) Both plates look good, but I could—I don't think he's a salmon kind of guy. That was smoked salmon, not the regular salmon fillet. That is the food of maps. The food of maps. Um, he asked about his four a.m. alarm and if it's going to be an issue. She asked about the sound. She's like, "Is that a sound?" He said, "Yes." Uh, I think this alarm, it's come up now twice. I think this is going to be a problem. (laughs) Mark and Lindsay both have goggles on now because they really are married. Because we remember, we started this honeymoon with Lindsay just having goggles. Now they both have goggles.
0: Um, With Michael and Jasmina, do you think this, not the video, but whatever it was that he said to her was that bad? Because Jasmina is fixated on this communication thing. This was all she mentioned all day in the episode. And I'm like, I just thought it was like he was stern and that was it. But he seems to be worse than maybe I thought. Oh, I got the sense that he lost his shit. Oh, man.
1: Just from the way Jasmina is acting and kind of how she described it. She said <laughs> aggressive. Hmm. She's very careful in how she speaks. I think she's just a yeah. thoughtful person. So when mm-hmm. she said aggressive in that selfie thing, I was like, oh, this was very bad. Mm. Okay. Why? Why? We have to go back to Alyssa and Chris. Alyssa only brought one set of pajamas on this vacation. I'm very confused. <laughs> We've seen that numerous times. Um, and she describes her marriage as a mess. Chris, if he could send a message to her, while she didn't think the experts gave her what she was looking for, they gave him what he was looking for, and he did everything to make it work in the ways that he can control. She doesn't know what's supposed to happen, but it isn't her fault. She knows she's a good person. And if you don't like me, that's your loss. And with that, we are done with the Alyssa and Chris show.
0: Hallelujah. Oh, we see next week's preview when, oh, Pastor finally makes it in. And I'm hope, I don't think they're going to make it through the end of the season. Oh, me
1: either. I do, because they always, when people aren't going to make it through the rest of the season, they figure out ways to get content. But I'm like, how many times are we going to watch Chris talk to Lindsay and Mark about how Alyssa hates him? Or are they going to meet up at a park awkwardly to film something and talk (laughs) about how they hated each other from the first moment they saw
3: each other?
0: I don't want to find out how creative they are. Just end it. End it. End it. (laughs) Tane, who has your bouquet this week? Lindsay and Mark. I think Aww. they really did have a fresh start. It was really nice of Lindsay um, to help him with, like, you know, the bedrock situation and just move in. Um, I think she handled it really well, the whole landlord situation. And as we find in an after party, there were more people even calling him. You have to have the patience of a saint to deal with that. And, you know, I'm just really proud of her for not causing a scene, with the couples this week, it was just smooth sailing. <laughs> so they complimented each other well, and just that video of him flying a kite and her just being happy—it was really nice. It was sweet. Um, who has yours? Um, Alyssa and Chris. What your bouquet?
1: <laughs> My bouquet. I actually—I mean, I gave it to the couple, but really, it was kind of mostly Chris. Um, I felt like Chris did a very good job this week of. Making his case of pushing and not allowing Alyssa to just create the narrative that she wants, her nonsense narrative. And honestly, Alyssa and her tantrums, I've never seen anything like that in my life. And I was entertained.
0: Wow, did not see that coming. So, who okay. has your burnt ashes? My burnt ashes goes to all of the couples for not calling Alyssa and Habias at that dinner table. I was aggravated. <laughs> and then, especially more when one was going off in the confessional, I'm like, "Where was this? This is what we needed. I understand, but I just didn't I didn't appreciate them just helping her along and babying her with the whole situation. I just want to add that I promise that i'm not I'm never giving Alyssa my ashes anymore. She's not worth it, so she's never gonna come out of my mouth as an <laughs> ash. So who has your ashes this week, Aid?
1: Katina and Jasmina for trying to help Alyssa when she does not need help. She needs someone to smack her across the face and give her a reality check. And if reality causes her to just crumble into a ball, then so be it. But she doesn't need to be babied. She doesn't need to be coddled. And she really doesn't need to be done that by Jasmina and Katina. Mm Mm-hmm. (sighs) Mm-hmm. All right. That's it for this week. You can find Tane with Nana on the rewatch podcast where they're watching sex in the city. Every episode they're on about to wrap up season four, and they also just finished uh, recapping the reboot. And just like that, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Altercallmafs. M A F S that's A L T A R C A L L M A F S. We love hearing from you guys on social
0: media. And as you can see, sometimes we talk about it on the show. and yes guys we're available anywhere that you listen to podcasts thank you for your support and for listening to our show don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes and please rate us on spotify and apple Podcasts. please give us a five-star rating if you're so inclined and we hope to see you next week Bye. bye